Well, thank you for joining us on the Live Transform podcast. And this is episode 110. Jim, Audrey, it's good to be together again. I am so thankful for today because last week I have been just that I'm, I'm hoping everyone heard last week's episode, but when we talked about the mystery of faith uh-huh. and we talked about these initiations uh-huh. that just that, that bring us to new levels, I have just been thinking about that so much of how it's applied to my life. So I'm very excited, anticipating this next episode, knowing that God's going to bring us further into understanding. Good, into, good. into understanding. Hello, Jim. Yeah. Well, hello. I see Woo-hoo. so much of you all of a sudden. You changed the angle <laughs> well, of your camera. I moved my camera. See, I was sitting down before. So I <laughs> you looked, looked like, like you were 10 years old or six years old. Yeah. <laughs> now you look all manly. Chin on, chin on the You table. look all manly now. Oh, hey, all right. You're all grown up. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I love this because I want, I want people to find the simplicity in this. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, you listen to all of this. Uh, you know, I had a woman, and I've had people say this to me or ask me this before. This like, man, you're making this so complicated. I'm like, no, I'm not. Not if you're getting what I'm saying. The information is incredibly complex. I mean, we're talking about the, you know, the creation of the world, the creation of the human (laughs) body. We're talking about age-old questions that are the mysteries of the world. Yeah, right, right, right. But the truth is, these this complex information should always end up if we if we interpret it in light of Jesus' teaching. It should always end up easy and light. Yes, simple mm-hmm. and sweet are my words. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can see why, even though, man, we've gotten great feedback, you know, from from these, uh, particularly these last couple of weeks. But I can understand why some people say, man, this this seems so complicated. There's just so much to this. But here, here's the great thing about it is, see, the law of faith supersedes almost every other law. That's why I really, I mean, there are ways that we can use, maybe I better back up and just in case we got some new people here, you know, from my concept, since the laws of physics, according to the Bible, Romans 1.20 and a lot of other places, the laws of physics, the natural laws, they reveal the unseen characteristics of God, according to the apostle Paul. Right. So the laws of physics should always, always, always um, reveal things about God to me. Hmm. So this this would mean then that if God violated the laws of physics, he would corrupt our ability to understand and perceive who he is and how he does things. So a miracle is probably not... In my mind, I'm sure about it, but I'm, I'm willing to be open to the fact that I could be wrong. I don't see miracles as being a violation of natural laws. Mm-hmm. I see miracles being the application of superior laws that most people either don't know or don't believe. And so, you know, just like with aerodynamics, you know, there's laws of aerodynamics that yeah. involve gravity, thrust, and lift, and all of those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, likewise, there there are laws that come into play whenever we uh, whenever we operate faith, hmm. and those those laws 
actually work in the physical world. And, and you know, wow. we, we talked a few weeks we talked a few weeks ago about the fact that we were we want to look at Jesus' model, mm-hmm. and 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 I know we got a place that we're really wanting to get to today. It kind of popped in my mind just now that we that we actually never never really followed up on that, and so uh, maybe we need to talk about this this model mm-hmm. as, as we move into this because uh, it's important to see that faith works on bylaws. That can be understandable, uh, and they supersede other natural laws of physics. Just like, you know, the law of thrust and lift makes it possible to supersede the law of gravity. Yes, yes. Otherwise, airplanes couldn't fly. Right. So anytime you look out into the natural world and you see what appears to be a natural law of physics being violated, you always know it's being violated because a higher law is being applied. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is really encouraging to me as far as the, the the law of faith goes, because Bob and I are facing an interesting challenge at the beginning of 2019. And I, in the last couple of weeks, it's taken a couple of weeks of just, you know, you know that you're, you're having to... And you, you could just, as simple as just say, talk yourself into it, or just to make the declaration, make the decree, be incredibly intentional every day when you wake up to set the trajectory that you are mm-hmm. in alignment with God's point of view, that he has a peek into the future that I can't see. And man, I'm going with his point of view. I am not going to yeah. see this from where I'm seeing it. I'm going to go higher and see it from his. And then after a while, it just gets easier and easier to the point where you are completely persuaded, completely yeah. convinced. And now it's not as hard to get aligned in the morning because you're right. absolutely in play with what he's doing. And it's like, you are celebrating before you even see the end from the beginning because it's so real. So I have experienced this more, I think, because we're always continuing to grow in this journey. I've seen the feeling of faith inside of me Mm -hmm. of how it works. It's almost like I'm lifting off, going past gravity, and I'm in the air already, and it's just amazing. You would think that I already knew how it's all going to work out, but I don't. Now, here's an interesting thing. Recent in recent years, as we've come to understand, <clears throat> you know, uh, 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 more about the universe, it's like we've come to realize that pretty much everything that we believed made gravity work was incorrect. Really? Oh yeah. And I'm not going to go into all those details because it would just consume the whole thing, and I don't think I do a great job of explaining it. I've read I've read the material, but. <laughs> And but, some uh, people don't care. <laughs> yeah, and some people don't care. <clears throat> but the, but but here's the, my reason for bringing that up is we we knew the effect of the law of gravity. Yes. But we might have been wrong about some aspects of how it actually worked or what caused gravity. Mm-hmm. But we did not have to properly understand how gravity right. worked. In order for it to work, or in order for us to take advantage create, of it, to use it, yeah, you know, create airplanes and yeah. fly it and use all of these. It's amazing the laws that we have used, the laws of physics. And oh, man, I'll tell you another place you see this all the time is in the medical community, where they'll just insist the body does something a certain way, right. and you get. 
20 years down the road, and they, they never apologize, by the way, you know, and the scientists never apologize. They'll just go, oh, no, we know now it does something different. Well, what about all the people you put in jail back there because they were they were doing it based on another theory, you know? Oh, well, we don't talk about that. But, uh, but the point is, it, you know, sometimes the more we understand about how something works, some dynamics change in us. For example, it, it's easier to trust it. The more you understand something, easier it is to kind of trust it or feel comfortable mm -hmm. with it. Sometimes the more you understand how something works, the more you're able to find subtle ways to uh, harness it, to, mm -hmm. to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, we know that, we know what faith is. Faith is trust and da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked a lot about how faith provides the foundation and, and, and where things cross over from the invisible realm to the material realm. And, you know, mm -hmm. we've talked about all those things. None of that changes anything other than it, you go, oh, okay. So that, that makes a little more sense to me. It makes me a little more confident as to what's going to happen when, when, when I'm applying faith. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so, so, you know, from that, we, you know, I've been able to develop heart physics because I understood some things that happened, something that happened in this whole process of faith. And so, so I made tools to help us get there. But the real truth is I meet people all over the world. They never heard of heart physics and don't know anything about anything. And they, they believe God and stuff works. Exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, those people might sometimes make life a little harder for themselves than it mm -hmm, should be. Mm -hmm. But they still make it work. You know, Brenda and I, oh, man, we had a great experience the other day. We had a we had a lady that 30, I can't remember, 33, 36 years ago, we led to Jesus. Hmm. And she went to our church, you know, for, you know, for a few years. And uh, and uh, all these years, you know, she's been living for God. And, and, and you know, and I would say I would say this to her. You know, she's one of these people that kind of approaches faith from a way that's different than how I do it. Does it doesn't make it wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and but but so so she she's more of a high eye behavior pattern. So she's more apt to kind of do things from a little more what I would call mystical or spiritual point of view. But the point is that works for her. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it that way because it wouldn't work that way for me. I, that would hinder my ability to to walk in faith. But it, it helps her ability to walk in faith. And uh, you know, Brenda and I were talking about when we left, had a great time. It's just so it's just so wonderful to watch somebody that you invested in, you know, nearly forty years yeah. ago. And you know, she's going all over the world. You know, she she's one of these people that if she gets inspired to do something, she'll get the money and go to the Philippines and go out in the jungle witnessing or you know. <laughs> She lives. Just I mean, she's one of those kind of yeah, people. She lives the adventure. I love it. Yes, she really does. Yeah. And you know, Brenda and I were talking about it, and we left, and and uh, and and you know, we were just talking about the fact that you know, even though we wouldn't do it that way, that doesn't make it wrong or illegitimate. Right. She 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 has found a way to make this work for mm -hmm, herself. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I I don't know if I can get my my thought back into context here, but. The more we look at and grasp how things work, the more we're able to allow God to lead us into how to get them to work for us mm -hmm. the way we are, mm -hmm. you know, the way we think, the way Personal, we are customized things. for us. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, <clears throat> but I want us to understand that, that faith is a law that Jesus modeled to us. Now you could go, I mean, every miracle that happened in the New Testament, you you could look at it and start, and I have, you know, I've done this for 
years and years, decades and decades and decades, you know, you start picking out the, the, the interesting, unique factors that went into play. Just like when we talked about every miracle in the New Testament pretty much happened in the doing. Like we talked about mm-hmm. the water getting turned into wine. Mm-hmm. You know, when he told them to go show that, that, that water to the head of the feast, mm-hmm. it was not wine yet. Right. It happened somewhere in the process. And someone in faith had to pick up the jar, had to walk with yeah. the jar, had to start pouring the jar. Like we have to keep going. We yeah. can't just get stuck in our tracks. And so, you know, you look at every, every one of these miracles and, and healings and you see, you know, really unique principles. So, so Jesus was always teaching us this stuff. It was always there for us to see. We have always made it more goofy and, and religious, you know, than it, than it should be. But one of the places that, that Jesus modeled this, and I, I, the problem I'm having right now is I got all these different times that it happened that's popping into my head saying, oh, that would be cool to talk about, you know. <laughs> like, I, I love talking about every, anytime he would tell a cripple to get up and walk. Yeah. You know, when you tell a cripple to get up and walk today, and I've done this to a lot of cripples, you know, you have a lot of them just sit there and say, hey, stupid, I'm crippled, I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what? You have a lot of them that say, all right, all right. <laughs> Here I go. Catch me if I fall. <laughs> but, or, you know, think about the guy at the pool. You know, if he rolled over into the pool, he's going to drown if he don't get healed. Yeah. You know, so he had to come up with a good excuse not to roll into the pool when the waters were disturbed because it's like he didn't think he was going to get healed anyhow. It's like, I'm not rolling over there and drowning right here like a fool. And uh, so, you know, anyhow, you get all of these dynamics. And, and what I always love to do is, is I always love to pretend like, in my, play the movie in my mind and pretend like I'm the guy that he's trying to get to get up and walk. Right, uh-huh. right. What would I say? Yeah. You know, right. what, how, how would I respond? But, to, but one, of the, one of the most clear-cut places where Jesus modeled this stuff, you know, was with the fig tree that he cursed. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Jesus and the boys are walking into Jerusalem, and were they on the way? To, were they in Jerusalem, or were they wherever they, they were? They were right by the fig tree. Oh yeah, that's right. They were walking by the fig tree, <laughs> and uh, so you know what? What I find so very interesting is that uh, Jesus showed them what this looked like on the outside first, without explaining to them what had to go on on the inside. Hmm. And and so, you know, they're walking by it. He walked over the fig tree. There's no figs on it. And, you know, I doubt that Jesus started screaming and hollering and praying and asking God. And, nah, nah, nah. you know, he just said, nobody's ever going to eat of you again. Walks off. And, of course, you know, I'm sure they were like, what? What? What do you mean? Nobody's going to nobody ever eat of you again. What? What, what is he talking about here? Yeah. That, so they go, go into the city, do what they're going to do. And they come out and it's like, man, look at that. That, that tree, that tree over there that he cursed. And remember, aren't you learned something right there? What is a curse then? A curse is just a spoken negative. Hmm. That's all. It's not, you know, he didn't pronounce a formal curse or, or any of that kind of stuff. He didn't, he didn't mix cur- up some potions. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, so now he has a teaching moment. And now he's going to explain to them what happens on on the inside because you see the way we engage see we would call them spiritual laws man i'm gonna say something here that just probably uh, i probably shouldn't say it but that makes me want to say it right 
<laughs> such a little rebel. I want to save You're such even a more. Dr. Rebel Rib Richards. You know, it, it's amazing how quick people are to be so man, so crazy, judgmental, and and try to make secular and sacred and put everything into these different categories. And you know, uh, uh, when you think about the word spirit, you know, it, it really just means breath or wind. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Which is which is, I think understanding what I do about the Hebrew language, you know, where the word came from mm-hmm. and the way Jesus explained it in the book of John, I think the point is not that that literally defines spirit, but it conceptually defines spirit because spirit is something that you can realize the effects, but you can't really see it and explain it. Right. It's invisible. No. You see what, like wind, you see what it's doing, yeah. but you're not, and that, you're not seeing. But it doesn't fully define it. Right. Yeah, and, and that's what, and, and that's a mo- that's that's the how Jesus approached it. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, the wind blows where it will, and go, you know, and, it, mm-hmm. and you feel it, but it, you you don't know where it came from, where it went. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> so people would like to say that these laws that we use in faith are spiritual. Well, y- yeah, but how do you define spiritual? Mm-hmm. Because if I define spiritual the way the Bible tends to define spiritual, it's 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 not about God versus the natural. It's not about mm, you know the natural mm-hmm. versus the supernatural. It's not about it's not about a, a, a secular versus sacred. It's not God versus the devil. It is an a, a law that is absolute as gravity. But think about gravity. You can't see gravity. Yeah. You can't see where it came from. You can't see where it goes. No. You can only see the effect of it. Yeah. So, you know, when people start talking about spiritual laws, that kind of stuff, I'm not critical of them, but I'm kind of inside. I'm kind of thinking, uh, is that really a term? Like, is that really a thing? Yeah, that's, that's all right to use that. I know what you mean, Mm -hmm. but that causes a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. So we got these laws of physics. And so, See, there's this mentality that says, if I understand it, it's no longer supernatural. Oh. Hmm. Then it's no longer a miracle. It's no longer a miracle. Because most people define a miracle that it has to supersede or violate something that is natural. Yes. And so otherwise, yeah, if I can explain it, then it's, it's not a miracle. That's why I always tell people, the dumber you are, the more miracles you get. Because the more things are going to happen that you can't explain, so I guess they're miracles. Right? Right. So the stupid people, stupid people are the ones that get all the miracles. (laughs) I heard someone recently say, you know, I feel like if I was just a little dumber, I would be happier. (laughs) Well, sometimes it's like this. If you were a little dumber, everybody around you would be happier. <laughs> because seeing how, you, seeing how you're so smart, you think you know how to do everything. Do you know how profound that is, really? Like, really think about that. If, if we can answer that question, do you think the people around you would be happier if you were just a little more Well, it's like a guy. There, there's a guy relaxed. that used to come to my church, and he moved away, and... <laughs> And, you know, I'd see him every few years, an older guy. And so, so he came down one time and we went out and had lunch together. And he said, you know, Jim, he said, uh, 
I, I just kept getting this feeling I should do heart physics. And he said, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I've been in Brother Jim's church the whole time I've been saved. You know, I hear him teach about, I don't know about the heart. I don't need to take that. And, you know, so every, every time he would get this feeling that mm -hmm. he needed to do heart physics, mm -hmm. he, you know, he would kind of have it. that argument. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and then he just said one day, he just said, Lord, I, I don't think heart physics would really help me that much. And he said, as clear as a bell, he heard God say, nobody would help the people around you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And that's there just a loving thing there to do. Go. That's right. There's so, a lot know, of things so, we could so do. So anyhow, yeah. so yeah. Jesus, it, 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 he, he applies a higher law, and we realize that these higher laws uh become engaged based on other laws of physics that we now understand. See, we now understand with the advent of quantum mechanics and, you know, and, and you know, the term quantum physics, quantum mechanics, all this kind of stuff, they're, they're close to synonymous, uh, even though not exactly synonymous, but different people use different terms. So this is a quantum science. With quantum science, mm -hmm. we understand that we are in an interplay with the universe. And the universe oh, okay. and all the world around us is not passively morphing, you know, from one thing to another. According to the laws of quantum, of quantum science, the, the, the universe, the world around us is becoming what we believe and expect it to become. And this was, this was one of the, the and this was discovered in experiments where in doing quantum experiments, you know, quantum gets down to the smallest part, smaller than atoms. In doing quantum experiments, one of the problems with is that uh, quantum, the outcome of quantum experiments change based on who the observer is. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's so you, trippy. You might, I just love it. <laughs> uh, well, it is. Uh, so. so but, but we fail to understand, well, wait a minute, the world is made out of quantum factors, mm -hmm. which means if all of those factors change by observance, then, then this world and this universe is in a constant flux of interplay based on the, uh, uh, the view, the beliefs, the perception, and the interaction of human beings. Did you know that the desert that I walk in every day and commune with Jesus is getting more and more beautiful and I keep catching every beautiful sunrise and sunset and I'm like, how is this world just getting more and more beautiful? But it's the same one I was in 10 years ago. Yep. Yep. Isn't that weird? More butterflies, it, it, more birds, more, I mean, I don't know. Yep. I'm just saying what you're saying is like the world yeah. just keeps getting more and more beautiful. So, so the you know one of the first things we realized then about okay, these Bob laws. Okay, Bob looked at me like I was a weirdo. Okay, I'm sorry if I should. Maybe we can edit that out. So, so what you're saying is you're a tree hugging hippie. Is that what <laughs> yeah, you're saying? Maybe. Sorry. Well, for all the <laughs> no, other no. for all the other tree hugging hippies. I get out it. There. I get it. I agree. I agree. I mean, really, my mind went to a lot of places that I wanted to make comments to support that because, oh, okay. because I I do believe it. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, because Bob gave me. I the, understand what Bob, she's Bob, saying. Bob gave me the but what? Yeah, yeah. I said, I, what? Uh-huh. I understand exactly okay, what you're saying, babe. You're validating me. Yes, I completely validate you. Whether you do or not. You. No, I it, do. It I works do. for me. I'm just, <laughs> I, you know, how you got there from what Jim was saying just oh. kind of, it was. it's okay. okay. It's all good. It was, 
It was spiritual. Yes. <laughs> it was a spiritual. The, the, the wind blew. <laughs> the wind blew through her head. It wasn't. Brought that message. It wasn't a quantum leap. It was a no, giant. I, no, I get it. It was a giant leap, but it's all no, good. I, it's all good. I, I absolutely. Well, he get was it. saying yes. that the world becomes what we believe and expect yeah. it to become, and I keep believing that the world is such a gift, and every day is such a gift, and I'm experiencing more and more that's actually happening. Yeah. Okay. See, that's why. That's why when we intercede, oh man, I, I, again, this is one of these things I almost hate to say because people get crazy. You know, I don't think there's much that we've been taught about intercession that's actually in the Bible. You are full of beans today, Jim. My well, God. no, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I understand. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make people get upset, but I'm just saying yeah. there's some truth you got to get a hold of. You know, when I when I intercede for people, I don't. I don't really ask God to do anything. I, 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 I create, you know, I create the concept in my mind and I begin to speak life mm -hmm. over them. I me begin too. to call them whole yes, and me well. Too. And I begin, I begin to perceive them being whole and well <laughs> right. or being at yes. peace or, 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 or this sort I was of thing. praying for my daughter-in-law, Tessa, today and because, you know, she has the, the, um, I pray for all my kids. I was praying for her and I just saw ideas just coming yeah. to her all day. And I said, this is an sure. idea day. It just out of the blue. I said, this is an mm -hmm. idea day for Tessa. Just ideas from heaven, <coughs> heavenly ideas. Yeah. And I just started seeing these just drop all over her today. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if the, you know, if these laws of physics that as we now understand them, if they're accurate, which they obviously are, uh, then number one, they are more consistent with what the Bible has taught about faith and man's role and man's authority in planet Earth than anything that previous science has ever taught. And and so so we realize that that it's a more it's more intercession is more about us using our authority to to bring something into existence than it is to beg God to do something that God is already trying to do anyhow. You, you know I, I, mean? I yes, really yes. know what you mean. Yes. <clears throat> so, so anyhow, so, so Jesus begins to teach them the law of faith. And so in this law of faith or, or, or the application of faith or whatever you'd want to call it, we see several laws that come into play. Mm -hmm. Now we don't have to know all of these. We can just accidentally do them. And man, I can tell you, no, for real. You know, how many times when you first got saved, you notice how, how much easier it was to get a miracle when you first got saved? Of course, you got saved when you was like two, like minus one. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you were, you were like a, a, a an embryo in there. <laughs> Experiencing in their miracles. Praying. I'm like, That's I'm what? the little girl that they call on to have the legs lengthened in the seventies. Get Audrey to pray. <laughs> She'll lengthen that leg. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I don't even want to go to all that. I'm telling you the truth. I'm oh, just yeah. telling no, you. No, I know. We I were know, all there. <laughs> so, so anyhow, so, so, but you know, most people you talk to, they did, they would get miracles when they first got saved, mm -hmm. and then it would suddenly like not work. And they would go to their pastor, and I've told this story a bazillion times. They'd go to the pastor and say, Pastor, man, I don't know what happens. Like, man, when I first got saved, this was just so easy. And, and I always tell people, this is when the pastor puts on the spiritual look. And the spiritual look is somewhere between a week of constipation and a migraine headache. Oh, my God. You know, they, they look at you like, I'm, I'm dying here. I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't, I'm dying. You know, they're squinting, they're wrinkling up. their face up. They're squinting their eyes, you know, and they're like, oh, let me squeeze this out. Oh, dear. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, uh, 
<laughs> Audrey, now don't go where I ain't going. Don't be angst. Don't be I don't have to go anywhere because you're doing it yourself. <laughs> I'm not even having to add. But but that's when the guy looks at you and says, "Well," and he just says it in that voice, you know. Well, son, when you were a babe in Christ. He treated you like a babe, and he did things for you. But now he wants you to grow, grow up. up. Yeah. It's time right. for you to grow up. Oh, my so God. It's like, so what? I'm on my own now? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, Jesus done everything he done for you. You own your own now. Yep. Wow. And that's kind of what people come to believe. Yes. And, and, and the real truth is, I hate to say it, because I am pro-good church. Mm-hmm. I'm not pro any kind of church. I'm pro-good church. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to discourage people from going to a good church. Mm-hmm. But I want people to run like their hair is on fire <laughs> from a bad church. <clears throat> because, because sadly, most people lose this incredible joy and peace and life. And it's all working, even though I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Because of what they're told at church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that pastor is just kind of repeating what he's heard. Good mm-hmm. guy, loves people, you know, wants to help people. But he's not basing it on scripture. He's basing it on his experience and other people's experience. So you don't have to know all these laws because when we were new believers, we would just stumble, ignorantly stumble into these things. And we would see the miraculous happen. Mm-hmm. And I saw all kinds of miraculous things happen. But... Um, <clears throat> But Jesus starts saying, now, now, here's the way this works. I'm just going to kind of run through this real quick. Like he, said, he says, you know, first of all, you got to believe it in your heart. Mm-hmm. And when you believe it, well, you, you kind of think, well, what are you believing in your heart? Well, you're believing that what you say comes to pass, which means, which means you have to have a clear mental picture mm-hmm. or, or an idea of what it is that you're expecting to come to pass, what it is that's, that's expecting to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, more than one time, I've had people with broken bones. And I mean, I'm talking about where you look at them and, you know, and you see the bone, you know, broken and bulging out of the skin. More than one time, I have had people with broken bones get healed, get up and walk right there. Bam, right on the spot. Now, what was interesting is I always knew that if I looked at it, I would never be able to overcome what my eyes were seeing. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. image. Mm -hmm. So I would always put my hands in a way over it when I was praying for them that I couldn't see it. And then I would just shut my eyes Mm -hmm. so that I could clearly picture. And I would always just picture that bone going back straight. Perfectly aligned. Perfect straight. Uh Uh-huh. And there wouldn't be any great hollering and screaming. And it just usually be something like, you know, be healed or mm-hmm. you are healed. Or sometimes it'd be, okay, it's done. And uh, and that person just, you know, you take your hands off, open your eyes, look at it, and bam, it's gone. You know, the yeah. break is gone. It's fixed. They get up, they walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Now, but I... For me, based on what Jesus told, I had to know what it was I was speaking to. You know, I can't believe something in my heart that I don't know what I'm looking at, what the end result is, how it's supposed to come out. And so that's what Jesus said. He said, he said you know, you got to believe and you got to speak. Well, again, what are you believing? What are you speaking? Well, you got to believe that what you say is going to come to pass. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a real interesting thing here. 
And I talk about this in my book, Anatomy of a Miracle. Mm -hmm. And um, what a great book. Let me just put a side thing in there. We'll make sure we get that on the website because that is a okay. great book. I've been thinking about it a lot the last 15, 20 minutes as you've been talking. Really? Anatomy of a Miracle. Yes. You know, a lot of people got upset with me on Anatomy of a Miracle. I wrote that book to reach new agers, mm -hmm. business people, and what I call peripheral mm -hmm. people, you know, people out here on the out here on the borders, you know, because I didn't I didn't put a lot of spiritual talk in it. Mm -hmm. But uh, if Jesus and by the way, uh, there was one a guy in a, in a Christian bookstore got so upset over that book that he 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 petitioned the company to take all of my books out of that particular chain of Christian stores, which uh, used to every time I would I would publish a new book, that particular chain would buy five thousand of my books. Bam, just right, you know, or two or three thousand, or you know, whatever, mm -hmm. according according to how, what the deal was. And uh, of course, that that chain is no longer in business anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, <clears throat> But he just did not, and I'm not saying it because of retribution. I'm just saying they obviously made a lot of bad business, right. you know, deals. It wasn't because they uh, took your book out. <laughs> no. But what's interesting is this, and I told this guy, you know, he and I talked, and man, he kept talking, telling me I was a, a new ager, and nah, 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 nah. and I, I'm like, well, how many new agers you know win people to Jesus all the time? Mm -hmm. None. How many new agers you know that say that the word of God is the absolute truth? None. So what are you basing new? What are you basing telling the whole everybody that I'm a new ager? Well, because you don't like you would talk about miracles happen without even telling people to you know that they had to do it in Jesus' name. So I'm thinking about it. Most of Jesus' teaching, if it was published standalone, today he'd be considered a new ager. Mm. He didn't say if you speak to that tree, that God is going to go over and kill that tree for you. Hmm. He didn't say, speak to that tree and believe God to do something hmm. for you. You speak to that tree and you believe in your heart what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And why do we believe that? Because that falls right back to the, you know, the first two laws of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm creating God's likeness and image. I do, you know, I, I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. Mm -hmm. And so, and one of my friends, a really close friend, a guy that trusted me, I've done meetings with this guy where he called me up and said, Jim, I just don't know if I can have you in any of my meetings anymore. I said, really? And and I said, fine, you know, that, that's all right. <laughs> I ain't never had to look for meetings, you know. Mm -hmm. I ain't never needed anybody to give me meetings. You know, mm -hmm. it just works out. Right. And uh, so I said, so, so what's your issue? Mm -hmm. He said, you didn't mention the Holy Ghost one time in that book. And I said, okay, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go through every miracle, every time Jesus got somebody healed, and just show me when he talked about the Holy Spirit trying to get somebody to get healed. Mm -hmm. See, we don't realize that God has given us authority and put us here and Jesus, God showed it to us first in creation, what it mm -hmm. looks like. Mm -hmm. But then Jesus showed and modeled to us how we put these laws, how we ignite these laws and put them into, into operation and that they actually are natural laws mm -hmm. that, that supersede mm -hmm. the laws that we know are there, yes. even though we don't really yes. know how they work. We don't, we don't know as much about them as we think we know about them, but anyhow, we pretend like we do. Mm -hmm. So... You know, you know, you gotta, you got to know what you want to have happen. You've got to believe in your heart that it's that what you say is going to come to pass. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? You say it. Mm -hmm. And somehow, 
on the quantum level, something about seeing something in your heart, believing it, and speaking it kind of becomes the trifecta of what alters the world around us. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, and then and it's really interesting, and I love that Jesus did this. So, so then he says, and then, the, then, then what you got to do is not doubt. Mm -hmm. Don't start wavering. Don't mm -hmm. start going back and forth, you know, between two. Make sure you do what it takes to to stick to this end that you have believed, that you have perceived, that you that you have spoken. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> that's pretty much all there is to know about faith. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's there, not there's not a there's not a whole lot else to know about faith. Right. So. Jesus modeled for us what faith should look like. Mm -hmm. But, oh man, how can, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to pack a whole bunch of stuff in one or two sentences. So you, but you start realizing everything Jesus taught about healing, everything Jesus taught about the new covenant everything Jesus taught about anything actually has to be understood within the, the walls, if you will, or the barriers of the kingdom of God. Yep. And until like, like I might be pretty good at faith and I might, but, but until I bring faith into the concept of the kingdom of God, it's going to be off a little bit. Hmm. You know, discipleship is not brought into the boundaries and, 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 and the understanding of the kingdom of God. It may be true. It's not be necessarily be error, but it's going to be off just a little mm. enough to make it a little more difficult. Because once you bring things into the realm of the kingdom of God, the principles that are taught about the kingdom of God, which, stop and think, Jesus you would think that what somebody talks about the most is obviously the most important, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that's the only thing Jesus ever talked about was the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. He might have talked about aspects of, like I said, of healing, of love, of relationship, second coming, but he always brought them into the context. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Of the of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's the first thing. That John the Baptist said when he came, he said, listen, kingdom of God's at hand. <laughs> Get yeah. ready, you know. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes. He begins preaching. First thing he starts preaching, kingdom of God. And he tells us the thing that's got to happen before I can come back, the kingdom of God's got to be preached to the ends of the earth. I submit to you the kingdom of God is something the church knows less about than maybe, maybe any other subject. Hmm. Because in reality, the entire world... Uh, I say the entire world. I mean, I'm using a generalization. Right. But the majority of the Christian world will tell you in a heartbeat that when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, he's talking about what happens after you die. Really? Go, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. Going to heaven after you die. And I can remember, again, back in the 80s when I was started preaching this and, and like so many things that are a little more prevalent now, I pioneered this stuff when nobody was saying it. Mm -hmm. And, and man, I'll tell you, pastors, I mean, they didn't even know what to do when I go into their church and start talking about this. 
And uh, because if, if, G, if, the, if what Jesus is teaching about the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, if that's about how to get saved or what happens, you know, after you get saved, then Jesus contradicts himself continuously and he is a legalist and he is teaching salvation based on works, which is what a lot of these fake grace people yeah. say today. But the problem is they don't understand. He's talking about a realm. He's not talking about how to get born again. He's talking about how to enter into enter into this realm. Mm -hmm. So now, all of this <laughs> only becomes important because, number one, you can't grasp the kingdom any way other than Jesus' teachings and the parables. Wow. And most people throw out Jesus' teachings and it'll and they'll use what Paul taught, they'll use what Moses taught, all of which is true, but it's not understandable mm -hmm. until it's brought into the context of, of the kingdom. So, and then when you say, okay, well, wait a minute, we've said the golden thread through nearly every parable is personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, I'm saying all of this complicated stuff becomes incredibly simple when we bring it within certain bounds, certain contexts of the kingdom. But first and foremost, when we accept personal responsibility, mm -hmm. personal authority, the, the right and the responsibility to do certain things, to bring up so that certain things will happen, mm -hmm. in, you know, in our lives, in the world around mm -hmm. us, in the lives of the people around Instead us. Instead of just waiting for God to do it and asking him to do it, waiting for him to do it, and then getting mad, getting mad at him when he doesn't do it the way you thought he should. Yep. And that's generally what happens. Yep, absolutely. Well, this has been an incredible episode, Dr. Jim Richards. I have had a lot of understanding and light turn lights being turned on and a lot of good laughs and um <laughs> you have been really a joy to be with <laughs> let me tell you well, <laughs> i wish i wish i wish my sweet <laughs> friends that are listening that you could see his face today thing. today your would have been awesome for your video. facial expressions and you rolling around on that ball that you're sitting on <laughs> or whatever you are you sitting on a ball no, I changed that out for a, for a stool, but it's a stool that has a flexible. Okay. You, you can move around on it, yeah. and and, uh, and my my knee was acting up, so I had to keep moving right. to, to keep my knee out of pain. Well, yeah, well, you did well because not only were you did you get out of pain, but you gave us a whole lot of joy Good. and help and understanding. And thank you very much. Well, you know, and all of this is for a purpose of this journey that we're going on. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we will, we'll, we'll dive deeper into this whole thing of the parables. And I'd like to go back, if you guys want to, and let's revisit kind of what does all this mean in a lot of the mysteries? And yes. how, do I, how did I in real life come down to where this is natural for me and this is the way mm -hmm. I function and this is the way I think and this sort of thing? Yeah, I mm -hmm. would like to do that next, mm -hmm. next, next podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's how the you know, disciples, you know, walking with Jesus. Yeah, they did. They just no, walked with him. Yeah, but they would walk with him, but they were observing and watching. And then he he would, you know, speak in these parables. But then afterwards, he'd sit down with them and bring this ex explanation, bring this understanding, would, you know, re reveal to them, uh, you know, the, the terms of the kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. And and I and I believe that one of the the key elements, you know, of of what we were uh, speaking about today, is that it isn't you know just the sweet by and by you know what will right. be, but rather what is. Yes. And yes. so the whole the whole idea mm-hmm. and reality of kingdom come will be done mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven entering into that realm right yes. and 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 the and the in the observing and the seeing and the working of miracles is is a heaven a heavenly reality being made real in my life i love yeah. it i love you it you know you know the average hebrew sitting there listening to jesus talking about salvation it it was foreign to their mind that he was talking about what happened after you died. Mm-hmm. When he talked about salvation, they were always applying that. And this is why the this is why the message of the kingdom made such sense to them. Yes. Because they were always living, applying that to how this affects right now. Yeah, yes. how does this affect my life now? How do I make decisions now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had this concept that we just don't have in the Western modern world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other I'll throw this in and make Jim crazy, and then we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> but he's already crazy. You're okay. But what it what <laughs> what he continued to say is that he didn't come to do away with the Torah. He didn't come That's to right. do away with the law. He said, Absolutely. "I've come to fulfill," and yeah. I believe that that's what the kingdom is about. Sure, and make this work for you for your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember when the word "fulfill" as much as anything means means to accomplish the original intention. Yeah, that's it. And so it's only when when people ap- approach God from the kingdom perspective, so to speak. It's only in that environment that the law comes into its original intention because then, as Jesus taught, you apply it in love. It's about what you apply to you, not what you apply to other people. I mean, it just takes on nothing but a life-fulfilling, you know, truth. Exactly, exactly. what I love about it so much, and and then we'll call it quits. I, I just want to have the last word. That's okay, all. you go, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about it so very, very much is that he he has never ever given up on me. Yep. He's never he's never given up. And um, when when he um, called the 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 children of Israel, and he says, "I'll be your God, and you'll be my people." They rejected him. They turned from him. They hardened their yep. hearts. They, they, they turned to other gods. But he says, but he never turned his heart away from them. Nope. And so this is Jesus coming, and and you know, in his new covenant, he's come to fulfill the God's original intention. I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. This is the invitation to each and every one of us. To step into the kingdom with the king. Yeah. Yep. What an idea. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, next episode, 111. That's next time. Really? Woo! 111. Oh, I missed a number. Did you? 
Oh, yeah. that's next time. Yeah. I see. Okay. All right. You see, that gets confusing sometimes. <laughs> yes, it does. I apologize. I okay. Did, I did so, purpose. everyone, this is episode 110. Yes, it is. This is episode 110. And we Jim, would like to so thank you for joining us. Go to livetransform.com. There's heart physics on that website that Jim had mentioned, and also his book, Anatomy of a Miracle. You can see what all the fuss is about. It's really, I just loved hearing about quantum mechanics and quantum science and physics in that book. I just loved it. But anyway, we um, hope that you can join us next time. Right. And there's a lot of things um, that you can participate with. Yes. I mean, you know, uh, Jim, uh, what you're doing yes, with in, unlimited, in making uh, disciples. Yes. Yes. What I want to do for you as as the listener, I really want to encourage you to go to the website, and that is Impact Ministries. I want you to go there, look, and see what's going on. Jim, you're starting a, a brand new course, and that is how to stop the pain. And this, right. and this is this is for the 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 one who really wants to make that journey, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I inc- and they can yeah go they ahead. can get that from your website. They can go through sure. your website and go to Ultimate Impact because Ultimate Impact is our is where we do our personal mentoring. This is a coaching yes. program where we do live coaching on Facebook every week, and I mean it's it's real uh, applied truth. But just yeah, just go to uh, uh, Bob Naldry's website at um, LiveTransform.com. We'll do LiveTransform.com. Yeah. yeah, and, and then we'll uh, hook you over to Unlimited. All, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Okay, all very right. good. Worth, Love you, Worth it, worth it, worth Love it. Love you guys. Okay, thank you, Jim, you so very time. much. We'll see you all next all right. week.